Well, Bethlehem College is back in the news again. Apparently, apparently, their school counsellor has been accused of bullying and transphobia, whatever that is. It's yet another media hit job on a successful school with values and a waiting list for enrolments. But within a few hours, the media outlet had to make a major retraction. How embarrassing. Let's check it out. So this story appeared yesterday in the media on the Stuff News website. School counsellor accused of bullying and transphobia. Now, I haven't included the photo of the counsellor in the image. Um, What I should do is include the photo of the journalist, but I'm not going to sink to Stuff's level. But what's interesting is that this is a campaign by Stuff and a journalist in particular against Bethlehem College and its statement of faith. Look, here's the previous stories on Bethlehem College. See if you can see the similarities. And I've circled the similarity just to give you a hint. There we are. Bingo. It's a clear campaign of a reporter on a crusade. And here's a really interesting bit. The last time this reporter attacked Bethlehem College, she was actually roundly rebuked by the media council. Uh, Here's a story that our favourite stuff reporter published. Yep, violence, death threats, verbal attacks at the LGBTQIA plus community, apparently. Uh, Quite shocking if true, completely unacceptable behaviour. But when the media council analysed the coverage after a complaint from Bethlehem College, they found this out about our favourite stuff reporter. Uh, The uh, author had not appeared to have actually spoken to anyone actually present or verified the accusations. I mean, even Inspector Clouseau would at least do that much. And if you don't know who Inspector Clouseau is, ask your parents. Secondly, the college was given no opportunity to comment before the article was published. How convenient. And thirdly, the college was offered no confirmation of the accusations beyond an assurance by stuff reporters of the claims by a radical activist, Shanil Lal, that hundreds of students had contacted him. Hundreds of students. Yeah, right. Not the first questionable claim made, uh, as I will show you in in a minute. Now, the Media Council rightly said that the article had breached Media Council Principle 1 of Accuracy, Fairness and Balance, which states, publication should be bound at all times by accuracy, fairness and balance, and should not deliberately mislead or misinform readers by commission or omission. In articles of controversy or disagreement, a fair voice must be given to the opposition view. Wow. Did you know that the media actually operate under that standard? Accuracy, fairness and balance? That was definitely missing during the whole conversion therapy debate and the recent Roe v. Wade abortion debate. Oh, and you might have seen the story about the arson to the Rainbow Youth Building in Tauranga. Now, no doubt about it, completely unacceptable attack. Terrifying for the organisation and the people involved, and the offenders should be strongly dealt with. But extreme activists immediately pounced on this, connected this crime with Bethlehem College and Christians because it fitted the narrative. Also in Tauranga, a suspicious fire destroyed a hub for Rainbow Youth. 
Extremist Christians spend so much of their time complaining about how the queer community is shoving their lifestyle down their throat, but they quite literally burnt down our safe space because they didn't like us. Ah, uh, yes. The problem was, that was from the project, the problem was that the actual offenders weren't Christian, didn't have any association with Bethlehem College, no connection to any Christian group, no evidence of homophobia or transphobia, whatever that is, if there was, the media would have been all over it. But actually, there was nothing to see here but an unacceptable crime by criminals with too much time on their hands. But facts don't matter to activists or some journalists. It certainly doesn't matter to programs like The Project, especially when pushing a narrative. So, uh, back to the story this week. And a school counsellor has been labelled transphobic for her harmful views on the Ministry of Education curriculum, according to the article, which she claimed was deliberately teaching lies to little ones about gender. The counsellor, uh, she's a school counsellor, I'm not going to name her, uh, she's a school counsellor at Bethlehem College, a Christian school in Tauranga that receives taxpayer funding. Ah, first step in the campaign, don't fund things that the media may disagree with. Ironically, the media are getting a lot of government funding, aren't they? Uh, the article says she was accused of having transphobic views after a Facebook post in which she said this. And this is what the Facebook post said. A significant amount of New Zealand parents are expressing concern and are opposed to the new curriculum from the Ministry of Education. Starting from primary, teaching children you may be born in the same body and you can simply, in the wrong body, sorry, and you can change your biological sex. This is confusing for our generation and does not help to foster their resilience or mental health. Let's become educated about this issue and find real solutions to young people's pain rather than deliberately teaching lies to little ones. End quote. Well, uh, that sounds spot on to me and a simple expression of what most parents and biologists and thinking people would say. Now, in fairness to the reporter, our favourite reporter, she may have learnt some keys to good journalism as a result of the Media Council rebuke. So the reporter asked the councillor for an explanation, and she got a very good one. I don't agree with accusations I am phobic towards anyone, and I would stress that what we need at this time is not name-calling, but constructive, nuanced and robust dialogue, with a view to better help vulnerable children experiencing difficult questions and distress around identity. I and many other practitioners have real concerns with the growing number of children being encouraged to believe that they've been born in the wrong body and need to medically change their bodies to align with their inner thoughts and feelings in order to resolve psychological distress. I respect and empathise with those who believe differently, but I stand by my professional opinion and approach as I believe it to be the best practice and in the best interests of children. Well, perfectly expressed. Couldn't have done it better myself. And then the reporter went to the chairman of the board of the school, Paul Shakes, who delivered another superb response. Shakes added that the college was continuing to engage with the Ministry of Education and its review office regarding its Christian beliefs, but as we've said a number of times now, with all due respect, our beliefs will not be changing. Christian beliefs have been held by people around the world for thousands of years because they bring life, hope and flourishing and continue to be just as relevant and valuable today. We know not everyone will agree with our beliefs, 
uh, and we respect their rights to hold and express their beliefs, we just ask that respect is offered in return. Boom. Perfectly said. So now that the reporter had got the pesky process of hearing the defence out of the way, it was now time to go on the attack. So it was off to Autodial people who would take great offence at biological truth. A Tauranga health practitioner, who interestingly, we couldn't find any evidence of their professional status online. Happy to be proved wrong on that one. And then someone from the transgender group who said, quote, it is the desperate act of an individual attempting to justify their prejudices through spreading misinformation, fear-mongering and manipulative overgeneralization. This reinforces misleading and inaccurate information that is often utilized by prejudicial people and groups to justify bullying, restrictions of access to treatment care, and the false justification of restrictions to rights. End quote. Wow. So many buzzwords there. And then our favourite stuff reporter reminded us of all the stories that she had done on the school and why was nobody listening? But then she found some evidence that the school liked this book. Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters by Abigail Schreier. Now Schreier is a writer from the Wall Street Journal and the book was named a book of the year by The Economist and one of the best books of 2021 by The Times in the UK and The Sunday Times. And uh, Abigail Schreier, a writer for the Wall Street Journal, has dug deep into the trans epidemic, talking to girls, agonised parents, and the counsellors and doctors who enable gender transitions, as well as to detransitioners, young women who bitterly regret what they've done to themselves. Coming out as transgender immediately boosts these girls' social status, Schreier finds, but once they take the first steps of transition, it is not easy to walk back, and she offers urgently needed advice about how parents can protect their daughters. A generation of girls is at risk. Abigail, Abigail Schreier's essential book will help you understand what the trans craze is and how you can inoculate your child against it, or how to retrieve her from this dangerous path. Well, that's what the description says. It's a superb book, and if you really want to annoy gender activists, buy this book. It's money well spent. So then our uh, reporter rushed to the University of Waikato's Trans Health Research Lab for a quote. Now, we did a feature on this activist group a few weeks ago. Unfortunately, the unit is driven by activists and an agenda rather than science and independent research. Uh, and the director is a trans woman who just also happens to be on the executive committee of that radical international group, WPATH. Uh, another associate investigator is Green MP Elizabeth Kerry Kerry. Say no more. So there's the story. Now, here's the interesting bit, really interesting bit. Within four hours, the title of the story had changed. Here's the old one. School counsellor accused of bullying and transphobia. And here's the new one. Yep, the word bullying has gone. Why? Because it was fake news, but it fitted the narrative. Here's the explanation at the very bottom of the article. Uh, it should be right at the top. Busted again for bias. It's embarrassing. And what our favourite reporter didn't include in the story was comments from, for example, Sarah Donovan from Otago University, who is questioning this whole issue, just like our counsellor. 
or from Emeritus Professor Charlotte Paul, who wrote in The Listener, also from Otago University, who shares the councillor's views on caution in this area. And the reporter certainly didn't mention the recent edict from the NHS, the UK Ministry of Health, on this issue. Nope, definitely not. This is a reporter on a crusade, so expect more stories like this and carry on as per normal. Oh, just one thing, you might be wondering, did the project actually admit that the porkies were told about Christians burning down a community centre? Well, a complaint was made to the Broadcasting Standards Authority, the BSA, and they found that the false and defamatory claims by the activist, quote, did not reach the high threshold justifying a restriction on the freedom of expression. The comments were clearly their opinion, which are exempt from the standard of accuracy, end quote, even though they were wrong. Interestingly, that same standard hasn't been applied to the opinion and freedom of expression of the Bethlehem College counsellor. But that's a double standard these days, isn't it? Now, look, as someone who has worked in the media, it grieves me that we can no longer trust the media. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being told what to think and how to think by the mainstream media. And my message to them is simple. Respect both sides of the debate. Report the facts. Stop inserting your own agenda and leave the public to come to their own conclusions. We deserve better. Thank you.